Did you like wake up in a cold sweat knowing you've spoken with the Lord? And you yeah. Like, he told me I could be kind of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> told me I could be a little bitch tonight. I got a bitch pass from the Lord. So why don't you just deal with that? <laughs> if you don't like it, it's your problem. Take it up with the Lord. <laughs> yeah, well, God's Jesus little bitch. loves it when I... <laughs> Little bitch for Jesus. <laughs> I'm a little bitch for Jesus. <laughs> Long ago in a distant land. Burgoo your turks. That chicken was dry. Lay out the pork beef and play us. Bobby Truck. Slam your eyeballs against this. I'm the buck nutter and you have to listen to me. Wahoo and fight Mondragor. Good morning, everybody, to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I, it's it's the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And it's a beautiful Christmas time. Uh, Christmas, I think, has already passed now, but that's that doesn't mean it's not still Christmas right now when you're listening yeah. to this episode. It is Christmas. We've done all month. We've been tearing off Advent calendar tabs. We've been <laughs> smelling the calendar uh, we've been I loving, tasted it. Yeah, and we've just been shoveling trash into our mouths. I still like maintain smelling the things in the calendar is not that crazy. It's usually full of treats and <laughs> snacks. Sure, yeah. Sweet meats and minced nuts or whatever uh, <laughs> they, they do for nuts. Christmas. <laughs> minced and, <mince> and nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's like Christmas stuff. Um, yeah. So, of, yeah, of course, you're not weird, Rory. Um, you guys, we've had such a wonderful time this month. Uh, we've been doing Christmas all month long. Who could love it more? Uh, and we are finally throwing back the curtain a little bit. And, uh, I guess, I guess I'll say, so I picked, I picked this episode. I, I wanted us to watch a very specific episode of a show that I enjoy a lot and I wanted to share it with y'all. And uh, this is DuckTales. This is the new DuckTales from 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is a Christmas episode from season two um, called Last Christmas. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll dive in in a bit. But I just uh, it, it's one that I that I enjoyed a lot. And I wanted us to do something a little different this year. Um, we are going to watch this episode and then we're going to spend the back half of this episode kind of talking about the year. We're going to be just looking back, reviewing, thinking about how it went. Yeah. Uh, mostly bad. If there's I one mean, thing 2020 general, needs, it's a lot more time spent thinking about 2020. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to yeah. do it. And tonight we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do that, uh, for better or worse. But, you know, it, it's kind of fun to, to celebrate. No, absolutely. And this, is, have and this has been a high point of every terrible week of every terrible month that yes. uh-huh. this hellscape yeah. has presented us with. And I truly hope that if you've listened to us thus far, that we have managed to also be a high point of your week, because it definitely is of mine. Uh, getting to do this podcast with you two guys is just like, I don't know. It's it's a wonderful thing. And it makes me laugh until I cry pretty much weekly. And uh, that's a that's a beautiful christmas gift you give me it's a true christmas joy every week you guys um so i think you know we're we're running lean we just got one episode and a little chat after that so like let's let's cut the christmas ham let's cut the fat (laughs) off the christmas ham. let's get those novelty scissors and cut that christmas ham and let's dive right in life is like a candy cane here in duckburg snowflakes present satisfy it's a duck blur. Might make bells jingle. Heart trap Chris Kringle. Duck tales. Christmas Eve, we're out there making duck tales. Tales of Christmas past and you'll die luck tales. Oh boy, that was a. Isn't that just a, an a, a amazing Christmas themed version of their theme it's so song? So good. I, I hope we played all of it in entirety because it's, it's short so enough. Well I'm pretty done. sure. Yes, I good. I loved I loved that. Like first and foremost, before we get into it, I love the sort of like Sinatra '50s crooner Christmas single style uh, that they did. That like complete with like full on jazz reharmonizations at certain uh-huh. points. Like I don't know. 
that that got me in a yeah. in a mood. You know, life is like a candy cane. This is a bit yeah. of a spoiler. I I kind of preferred the outro song. This sort of more oh, the outro song was sort so of good somber, really good. It's too. like a somber yeah. over the garden wall tune. It's yeah, yeah it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love I love when they when they fuck around with the intro music. I always appreciate that. It's such a it's such it's such a like bang for your buck way to get me hyped about an episode if you've changed the intro in any way. Even <laughs> if the intro looks different, it's like it's such a like a, a shortcut to my my hype zone. Oh, it's like it's changing the intro and also giving the main characters new like regular outfits. Mm-hmm. Is like mm-hmm. I feel like when a show gets good is like Season two or season three, their outfits change. The the oh, intro shit. changes slightly. It's like, oh <laughs> fuck! <laughs> uh, Absolute shortcut. Yeah, yeah. Hit us with that summary, though. Yeah, season two, episode six, last Christmas. The family's celebrating Christmas, except for Scrooge and Dewey. In actuality, though, Scrooge secretly goes back in time every Christmas to revisit his best parties with the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. However, he eventually realizes the real fun of Christmas is spending it with family. Duh. Uh, Past, on the other hand, refuses to let go of their fun times together and traps him in time, but Scrooge outsmarts him and escapes. Meanwhile, Dewey, who secretly followed Scrooge to the past, ends up facing a Wendigo with a younger Donald and Della. They manage to capture it, after which it is revealed to be Past. Scrooge, who came to take Dewey back, then makes up with Past, and they all return to the present to spend Christmas with the others. First of all, this show I have really enjoyed watching. And Early at the beginning of quarantine, I think I went through just a lot of this new DuckTales series. And mm. it was unfortunate in the last week or so, it was announced that the show has been canceled. What? Um, really? I didn't even see that. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, ending. I'm finding this out live. I know, I know that season three, which they're on right now, will be their last. So they will end with I, season three. I kind of believe it. it. It has the fatal Disney flaw of kind of refusing refusing to own its its maturity it's always undercutting it and it's such a bummer it really could have been such a great show it's well, good yeah. don't get me wrong but it is it is it's not quite a gravity falls or a star it it's is well, not doing yeah, it's not doing I mean, what it needs to do it it has really high highs and i think at you know at its lowest it's mediocre um, totally. I will never say that there is a bad episode of DuckTales and the really good ones are really good. I, I think actually the problem is that it's on Disney XD and it's a show yeah, on cable television that isn't like new episodes aren't available on the Internet. Like I've yeah. in order to keep up with modern episodes, I have to buy each episode on Amazon. Like Ugh. that's like, you know, yeah. It's not it's not easy for for people to watch it. And so, you know, if this was direct to streaming, I feel like it would be people would be talking about it a lot more. But I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But yeah, I I, I do still feel strongly like, for example, in this episode, I, I so much did not enjoy the first not the not the literal first half, but that first storyline with Scrooge and past. Yeah. Uh, not only because it was kind of mediocre, but it completely stole so much airtime from the really heartfelt and interesting and well-written second half of the like it's yes. so much better and mm. i needed that to be the whole episode because the first half interesting. is interesting the first half is not good it's just not very no, good i huh. i i kind of agree with rory on this the 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 christmas past thing is strange and half-baked and weird and especially the, we'll talk about it when we get to the resolution it, it's very kind of unsettling and ups and upsetting to me uh the way that this plays out but we will we will get there um i kind of i kind of saw uh what is it bender's big score i thought they would probably i thought they would leave past in the past and he would just because he's a timeless space you know he's a he's a timeless uh space creature who can just live sure. who lives forever and ever <laughs> i sort of figured that he would just sort of catch back up to him and that's basically yeah. what happened yeah um but no, okay, so so what are the what are the the main things going on here? So in the opening sequence, we kind of get a we get a glimpse into different characters kind of stance on Christmas and maybe mm-hmm. if not Christmas specifically the holidays and 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 what they mean to them and certain characters are are in full holiday cheer, some are some are not uh Dewey specifically is kind of off on he's just not feeling the kid shit this year and that rings a little true. You know, when you're a kid, yeah. there's growing pains associated with the sort of childish traditions that are baked into some holidays. 
Mm-hmm. Especially uh, I, because I enjoy, you know he's they don't have their parents around, right? I mean, like they have yeah, great sure. family members around, but they don't have their parents, and he misses his mom real bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And what sort of has been happening in the intervening time is they've been doing a lot of searching for Della. Like they've been sort of following a lot of you know arcs and possible mysteries, and mostly finding dead dead ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so part of the, I think so that's especially raw for Dewey at this moment is that he's kind of, you know, was thinking about that, uh, that they sort of found out that she really was lost. So out of kind of seemingly nowhere, um, the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future arrive. They yeah. there's a fun <laughs> little gag, but it is sort of undercut by the way that the three characters are used. I would say the fun gag is they arrived at his house uh, at Scrooge's mansion uh, with the intention of meeting uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, not Scrooge right. McDuck. And there was a, <laughs> in the past, in some in some fantasy episode that it wasn't made, there was a whole farce about how these three ghosts are tormenting the wrong Scrooge. <laughs> right, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun yeah. joke. It's a fun joke. Yeah, um, and I like this because they, they have it set up at the beginning where Scrooge is complaining to his family. He's, he's complaining about Christmas. He's doing a, bah, humbug. Yeah, but then he reveals immediately that he secretly loves Christmas, and then he goes back in time and and past has this whole thing about how, like, every year I spend my Christmas showing selfish ingrates the true meaning of Christmas, only to be ditched the following year because they have to look after Tiny Tim or whatever. But you were different. You always came back to us. It, it's it's yeah it, it's they totally both, inconsistent yeah they it's, say both things that scrooge yeah. loves christmas and loves to party and then also we are told that scrooge just never gets the point of christmas that's why he hangs around and yeah they kind of they kind of talk out of both sides of their mouth about it um, yeah i just i just really love that that i i'm a big fan of the central concept though of that like the idea that scrooge that this scrooge likes to party with the three ghosts and they just like go back in time and cruise parties. I love it. I love it. It's fun. It's a fun idea. And the plot and the jokes of that, of this, of this a plot, I guess is the first part of the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just has no interesting payoff. It's really just an elaborate setup to leave, to leave the ghost of Christmas past in the past. Yeah. And, and to make sure Dewey can go into the past. Yes, yeah, uh, but sure. that could have we could have gotten him to the past in any number of ways. Totally. You're not wrong, and, and, and but I think yeah, they could have all gone through this portal, and you know, Dewey falls <laughs> out or whatever. You know, and yeah. that's basically what happens. It's not a portal, but I, he sort of falls off. Anyway, I I had low expectations coming into the midpoint, coming out of the midpoint commercial break, and I was really glad that uh, it picked up. It got it's so much better in the second half, but I guess when we're talking about this plot, we can kind of talk about how it uh, how it ends sort of because <laughs> yeah. Scrooge goes to a party first. He wants to just like hang. There's an allusion to some girl in his past that he didn't notice or give proper you know attention oh, or yeah, care Goldie. for. Yeah. Um, but the thing that made it so boring was. I understand what the sort of like, not the symbolism of it was like, Scrooge is trying to go back to his party and actually enjoy the party the way he didn't do the first time. And all these guests just want to talk to him and bend his ear. And I get that that may be annoying for Scrooge, but as a watcher, it's also annoying because he's not doing anything for the entire episode (laughs) until he fights past at the end. So, but, so there's a lot of stuff that I love though. So, uh, I really enjoy uh, Jack McBrayer as the ghost of Christmas past. He's funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's also, it's Patrick, it's Bill Fagerbacher uh, yeah, as yeah. Uh, uh, present. It's present. Pre- yeah, yeah it's present. present. Yeah. Um, but also, so past keeps making when time travel jokes, like he keeps talking about like. <laughs> right back where we started. But not right back when we started. For you see, and we get it. It's the past, <laughs> right? And every and everyone's like, "Oh my god, fuck!" It. We and they're get all it. groaners. It's kind of we, fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and that will become relevant later too. Yeah, it's is a that fun... he keeps making those jokes. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I also love that at the beginning of the party. So Scrooge, you know, travels back to his himself having a Christmas party, and when he meets young Scrooge, yeah, they are both. 
completely nonplussed meeting each yeah. other. Just like young mate, old mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and just yeah, the way I really that they, that too. yeah, they, that the, the duck family is so like used to bizarre adventures that there's a lot of, yeah. Like, and it and it helps, it helps set up the, the sort of second version of that joke later. Yeah, totally. Um, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. With the, with, it's, with it's Dewey's been established slot. in a way that's very believable because mm-hmm. we know Scrooge, we've, we've been told Scrooge goes back in time to famous parties, but they've also maybe sometimes his parties. We see them go back to his own party. I thought there was a line where he says he hasn't been to his own party before, but maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, he hasn't been to his own party. Normally they go to different like historical yeah, parties yeah. through time. But yeah, he time travels is... every year. So I, I can believe that this version of him maybe has already met these guys and will it's go off on the, his own yeah. adventure yeah. later. Yeah. And there's just no like no paradox concern. It's just it's like a fun like, ah, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's me from the future. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so when he kind of loses interest in that party, they go back to his first Christmas in Duckburg where he's just like out in a tent in the snow. And he doesn't think that's fun either. He's like, actually, this seems nice, but well, actually it's boring. It was it, it was an opportunity for a moment they didn't give because uh, in the first Christmas he went to, he, he meets his former self. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this Christmas, the youngest, the youngest Scrooge McDuck is nowhere to be seen. We don't get any contrast yep. with how he sure. was when he arrived to, to Duckburg. Yeah. Maybe he's uh, sleeping he in the tent, a but like it's, uh, we're, we're not even sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't even see the, these little fun duck feet sticking out of the tent. <laughs> yeah. And so, so here, this scene is when like, you know, Scrooge is like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. I do want to spend time with my family. Take me back. And then out, seemingly kind of out of nowhere, past suddenly has like this crazy yeah, breakdown. It's totally unsupported. It's not, it's, it's it's not foreshadowed at all where he's just like, no, stay with me. And then there's a trick moment where he kind of like uh, steals his time traveling, uh, time traveling umbrella. And, and yeah, he strands him back and in the bounces. past. And I, I guess my counterpoint to you, Austin, earlier when you're or, or maybe Rory, whoever, whoever it was that said it, where it was like, yeah, he's sort of a, you know, a timeless, you know, crazy ghost god, whatever you want to say. He'll be fine. He just waits for them uh, as time passes. But we clearly see in the show that he didn't just calmly wait for them. He turned into a spooky monster because of how mad and freaked Uh out he was that he got stranded in the past. Uh And then when they come back and he's like, ah, like Scrooge isn't upset. He's not visibly upset at what he did. And then when he turns back to normal, he's not upset. And they're both just kind of like, cool, we're bros again. And it's very odd. It's like... It I know is. for you it's been five minutes, but you just stranded a man for years, and he turned into a revenge monster. Well, uh, yes, yes, all, all of that is all true. Uh, I, I could see, I could see when you shatter the, you shatter the monster that uh, the Wendigo that the, um, that past has become. He would revert to something to a version of him that didn't have that rage Maybe, in him. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, totally. But, but Scrooge had a very reasonable, uh, you know, complaint about past. Who tried uh-huh. to trap him? Who tried to trap him in the past? Yes, uh, forever. <laughs> yeah, and and that was unaddressed. So I'm with you on that. It, it's okay. It's a kids show, and it's towards the end of the episode. I get they got to wrap shit up. Yeah, wrap it up. But yes, it is. It is odd that they're both. Neither of them is mad at each other or really forgives each other. They're just like, right. hey, it's my bro. It's 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 a little <laughs> odd. So honestly, my feeling towards it is that there is so much happening in this episode that it really could have been like a full length like TV movie. It could oh, this could have been an you hour know? for sure. And, yeah. And that could have really let those moments breathe because things do happen at a really breakneck pace. Yes. Because and, it is and, such an ambitious storyline. Yeah. Like it is such As a like a... As a full movie, I'd like to see a little bit more about the other characters, but I could definitely see an hour out of Dewey and Scrooge's adventures. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to see, I mean, I'm, st- I'm still not over the Wendigo reveal. I mean, oh we'll, my get, God. we'll get we there in the get next there. one. And they don't but, even talk about it in the episode. They don't even underline it. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, so yeah, let's, let's get to the second half then. The Dewey stuff is way more interesting. It has way more it's heart. So We're good. way more attached to it immediately. There's, there's, there's a reason for us to care about this. And it's t- tied into larger story. And like, this is where all the payoffs are. Uh, 
it 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 doubly is wonderful because we get to see in kind of a goofy movie style, I guess. Early on, we get to see Donald yeah. being like a teenage Donald Duck as a as a as a Ramones fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, you were like getting, oh, you're, you're saying that I I was I was talking about Donald uh, as like a sad uncle who can't connect to his nephew. You know, mm. like putting putting these these iconic Disney characters in these like father oh, that's roles right. in the in the first really, in the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's right. really funny. Like we have a whole movie. I I'm. I uh, one of my coworkers when I had a job right is uh, is like a Gen Xer or like an older Gen Xer, and I was trying to explain to her about a Goofy movie, and I was like, "No, you don't understand. Goofy's a, a, a dad, and he can't connect to his son, and he's really sad, and the movie makes me cry." And she's like, "You're we're, fucking Goofy, really? This is that sounds fucking dumb." And I'm like, "No, you don't understand. <laughs> they make me cry so hard." But like I love I love that they can they can kind of do that. There's a line I want to drop that Donald says where he's like I'm I'm not really in a merry mood. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, it's a change of mind. And in the Donald voice it's so funny, but it's also still so sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's funny the way that they play with their legacy characters. And it's got good parallelism to how he's behaving when we cut back to him. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. But Dewey, Dewey wants to go back into the past, and he is... Just for, uh, for the sake of adventure, I think. I don't think he's got yeah. grand plans of meeting Della at this moment. No. no, I think he just thinks it's fun, and nobody asked him to come along. And maybe he, maybe in his mind, he was like, well, that's bullshit. I'm coming along, too. <laughs> and so he hitches a ride on the back of Ghost, Ghost of Christmas Future and, uh, and falls, falls off when they make a pit stop. And yeah, we get to see some fun younger characters. I really love this so yes. hard. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. Especially, it's especially sweet um, because so young Donald because so do yeah Dewey's back in the McDuck Mansion and thinks nothing has changed, um, but he is like, you know, a, co- a couple decades early, and mm-hmm. uh, he runs into yeah young young Donald Duck in his room. Oh, he gets to with, he gets to do that line too when he lands where he's like back where I started, but maybe not back when I started. <laughs> Good one, time traveler Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like what, you know, it's like what Ghost of Christmas Past has been doing all episode in the in the other plot. Uh which uh-huh. is nice. It's it's nice. And it's Ben Schwartz, of course, so you know, his his you know, sassy delivery is always nice. Um but yeah, this Donald, this 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 young grunge Donald that we meet is, is my mm-hmm. favorite character in the whole world. It's so good because it's played by Russie Taylor, yeah, who uh, who passed away last year. I know, and this is one of the last things she did. Uh, and it was to to, and she has not been on this new Ducktail show and doing her old voice of all of Hugh Dewey, Huey Dewey, and Louie. Oh, that's right, I and Webby, she right? She was Webby that, too. She, uh, yeah, I mean, she was like everybody, um, and she was the canonical voice of Minnie for like her whole life. And Martin Prince from The Simpsons. and uh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, having her come back and do the the Huey Dewey Louie voice for young Donald on the mm-hmm. show was really special. Now, yeah, rid- riddle me this, though, Batman. If Donald, when he was a kid, sounded like Huey Dewey and Louie, what happened to him as he grew up where he got less intelligible? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Great question. Yeah. And who knows? I got strong Donald vibes off of it. It... It totally. didn't feel like those voices specifically, maybe because they were also a lot more like the Donald voice than these three are in the new mm-hmm. in the reboot. Yeah, um, it, but it felt true to what a kid Donald would sound like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because this this rebelling Nirvana loving Donald with an electric guitar, yeah, and his, with the, with his guitar, with his poorly tuned guitar and his plaid shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I say go, but you say stay. You can't tell me what to do. Don't understand a word I say. So fury, fury, fury on you. Uncle Donald? Who are you? How much did you hear? Did you like it? Answer me. Just that was was enough to to just bring huge smiles to my face. It's so mm-hmm. wonderful. Uh, I think there's like a... I think there's like a, a a Weezer joke in his room. Yeah, Geezer, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a poster of a band called Geezer and yeah, it's fucking great. I don't <laughs> But he is he he has like 
maybe not like a strained relationship with uh, with his sister Della, but like you know the kind of thing that happens to siblings when you're teens. I'm assuming they're teens or at least a little younger, preteens, like kind of getting sassy, and uh, you know they're not connecting the way that they used to. And we're kind of we kind of get to see that a little bit too, which is nice. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Uh, when Andy keeps saying he's Nirvana loving, he's wearing that Nirvana T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I got from his the music he was playing. I went a little more punk, but it's definitely the way he's dressed is definitely invoking grunge. There's yeah. No way around yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so Dewey, realizing what time period he's in, realizes that Della is is out here. His missing mother. He can actually meet her in the past, and has a moment to maybe see her and connect with her. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, so he presses Donald to like go find her and and to go out because she had left somewhere. She wanted. Yeah, him she to... was out back to look for Santa. That's what we right. And yes. so, like, what's fun about this is the the setup of like when he says she's out looking for Santa, we get this image of like a cute little girl kind of waiting for Santa to arrive and bring presents, right? I mean, that's what those words sort of conjure for you and you have no other context of like, oh, she's out waiting for Santa to come by. I had a pretty strong understanding that she's kind of the plucky adventurous type. So oh, totally. I, I didn't feel surprised. No, it's not It's not necessarily a surprise, but you don't know how, I mean, I'm like, I guess I wasn't sure like how far we were going back. Like, is she, like how much younger she is she than Donald? Maybe she's like a, a really little kid. Like, you know, I that's true. I thought yeah, it was yeah, kind yeah, of a. Fair. It's still a fun reveal when we find out that when they see her, she's not out looking for Santa, waiting for him to arrive. She's out like trying to trap Santa, sitting <laughs> <laughs> <It's like laughs> Santa traps. Yeah, which is really funny because, and I guess it's always like a, a present for Uncle Scrooge because of how much Uncle Scrooge hates Santa. Yeah, that's a fun. <laughs> it's a fun setup for the next Christmas special, which. I have not seen, and I don't. I didn't know that specifically, other than they're really teasing up. They're, they're or not teasing up. They're really teeing up. Uh, Scrooge v. Santa, some, a relationship. Well, yeah. Scrooge calls. I want to clip drop this. Calls him a churlish chimney chaser. That churlish chimney chaser is not to be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. Santa and chimneys. Yikes. Yeah. Santa loves uh, a chimney. So basically. The Dewey and Donald are out looking for Della in the woods when uh, they get ambushed by a Wendigo, by by this this creature, this big horned goat what, sort of monster in the woods. I, what is it uh, with Wendigos and me lately? On Shantytown, <laughs> we were just streaming a fucking game where it turns out there's Wendigos. And it's like fucking, I don't know, the universe wants me to know about Wendigos. I've, the uh, number well, of times I, I've, go- yeah, I've Googled Wendigo and visited that wiki page is upsetting in 2020. <laughs> yeah, just, too many. that's the thing. It's, uh, it's a great monster and it's kind of underused <laughs> and then people are starting to come around. I know. Oh, how dope this, yeah. A dope a monster that they've just been leaving... You know, the, you know, uh, Universal Monsterverse doesn't have a Wendigo, but no, they, they should. do not. No, they, they don't. Yeah. Big <laughs> problems. So uh, the Wendigo chases them. Basically, they run into Della's Santa traps and where they, they meet Della. And it's it's such a nice moment of Dewey, you know, meeting yeah. his mom. And Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Yeah. And you can yeah. tell he's kind of like holding back like he doesn't want to like. Oh my god! Blah 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 blah. Like he's just—he's like you, you can just kind of see it in the way they draw him looking at her. Like it's really nice. I I enjoy I enjoy that whole interaction a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly it's about Donald and Della kind of reconciling because Della Donald yeah, doesn't this know is why the relationship she's mad. in disrepair. Dewey is here more as an avatar of of change. Yes, yeah, and and so you know Do- Della's just mad at Donald because she wanted Donald to come out with her and trap Santa and Donald blew her off to stay in his room and play on his electric guitar. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they really, they really foreshadow this so well. Donald looks in the tent and he's like, she packed way too much food. She brought a family sized tent that she couldn't even set up by herself. <laughs> and, uh, and then that's the reveal is that like, she wanted a partner in this adventure. Yeah. Right. It was uh, really nice. It was so nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Gets your heart. It gets you right in the heart. Yeah. Can you imagine how sad it would have been to see Della like trying to sleep in this crooked falling over family sized tent? She was too small to set up by herself. <laughs> that's like that's that's trauma. That's like legit <laughs> trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um there there's a different reveal that happens around this time too, 
Um, or it's a it's a it's a bit of a gradual reveal because yeah. the first time we see the Wendigo, the Wendigo shouts just Wendigo. Yeah, like a Pokemon. Right. And then uh, he gets a little more clear. He's it's a little more like Wendigo. Yeah, it's got kind of a uh, Hodor vibe. Uh huh. Yeah, it's very Hodor. It's very uh, Hodor in a lot of ways, actually. And yes. it's not. It's not a reveal. They do not underline this later in the episode and go, "Oh, he was saying when did he go?" Like nobody says that out loud. We just sort of, uh-huh. you know, oh, we get it because when yeah. it's revealed that the Wendigo is the it's ghost of the... Christmas past, we're like, "Oh, he was asking when did he go?" Because of all of his stupid when jokes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah. virtually the only moment I can think of in the DuckTales I've watched. Like I said, this has been my my core complaint from the beginning, and I've already said it, that they don't, like, circle and underline the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actually, it really did get a lot better at at the, the good episodes, again, I'll say. The good episodes are really just sort of letting jokes stand. Mm-hmm. Good, um, good. Yeah, and, and yeah, this is one of my favorite reveals. Uh, I mean, I just I just love this moment. The, the idea of the when to go and it's when when did he go and it's just it's set up really well it's just a cool it's a cool reveal yeah um, yeah it's it's very it's very nice i got i got a lot of joy out of that uh i also got joy out of the fact that uh when scrooge jumps out of the time portal to to kill the wendigo he lands on him with his cane like in the ducktales video game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah that's uh, right that that did that doing that me... doing that link style Super Smash Bros down A yes sir <laughs> <laughs> oh God D- Scrooge McDuck and Smash when <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's cute we we just kind of have you know obviously like we said Della realizes that you know oh you're some relative from the future right yeah yeah, yeah no, and there's no, a great it. line there's a well, I think the, the joke that I loved most uh, and actually I probably heard some variation of this joke a few times but the the Donald Duck delivery of it was so on point. When uh, when Dewey tries to tries to tell him about the future. <laughs> okay, well I gotta warn you about what's gonna happen in the future. No, keep your no, mouth shut. Can't warn us about our future. You'll disrupt the time stream. Haven't you ever seen any movie? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't no. Don't. <laughs> and and Donald and Donald and Della are like equally, if not more, versed in the sort of time adventures of the duck family yeah uh-huh. and that was fun they're not they're not like you know in a back to future in the in a back to the future style story we'd see them kind of before their big adventure but these seem to be pretty competent teens totally. or preteens like yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's nice <laughs> um so so at this point they travel back to modern time of uh, mm-hmm. dewey and scrooge uh, arrive back in the present and uh, there's a really fun it's almost certainly a nod it's like a days of future past you remember when when wolverine shows up again in the timeline and professor x like sees him and he's like welcome back logan yeah <laughs> donald does that for dewey where he realizes that now this is the time when he's done yeah his oh time this must be when my nephew yeah. went back to talk to me right okay uh-huh <laughs> yeah yeah, and then Launchpad McQuack does a really fucked up version of 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah. Four Christmas days, three Christmas days, two Christmas days, and a cartridge of printering. It, it's helpful because I can't ever remember the lyrics to that song. The four Christmas days, three Christmas days, two Christmas days. I was days. confused <laughs> about that joke uh, only because he's wearing a, a, a menorah sweatshirt. If... He is just he? never learned the song. Yeah, he's wearing a menorah sweater, yeah. Oh, maybe Which he's is just, fine. He's the Jewish guy at the Christmas party. He's just Jewish and never learned the song, which is funny either way. <laughs> and they're like, sing the Christmas song. Say the Christmas words. And he's like, oh. <laughs> um. It's funny, but yeah, it, I wasn't sure if we're... Because it's a very different joke than if we're just laughing that he's a goofball who doesn't no. know a song. Yes, it Launchpad is. Launchpad is profoundly stupid. Is <laughs> Yes. Is, is Would be the context that you have... <laughs> up to this point is that Launchpad is just profoundly stupid at all things. And so there's no yeah. way he would he would sort of nail that. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I like this alternate Jewish Launchpad who just <laughs> is put in a situation he can't win. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Play, play, play a Christmas song. 
Mm. <laughs> it's fun too if he's like the only one who plays piano and he's like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, then yeah, it's there's a, great, a final it's a scene. Up. Oh yes, yes. We we have to, of course, tease the future here. We you know, I'm sure this was this was sort of like you said, they've been spending a lot of time building up to her finally getting to to see Della and you know and, and yeah, she is on the mother fucking moon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it was established in prior episodes that she was that they were building that Scrooge was building this ship um to explore space. Mm-hmm. And Della went ahead and tested it. And during a test flight, the weather came in and has some issues and basically the ship was lost. And so they thought that she kind of blew up in the test flight and they like blamed Scrooge for like going forward, even though he warned her against it. And it was just kind of a whole bit of drama with that. And mm-hmm. it's revealed that she did survive and she's been surviving on the moon um, this whole time. And so we see her welding and trying to put a, put a new ship together, and she vows that... Uh, Merry Christmas, you guys. See you soon. Yeah, it's very nice. It's just like at Sonic Underground. One day their mother will be found. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> and we, we, almost, we almost got to keep doing our podcast for that. Hey, Andrew. Andrew. Hello. Hello. Are we Andrew, doing our talk to your girlfriend on the phone voice? Oh, did we let a kitten into our podcast? Do we have a kitten? Oh, <laughs> Andrew, hi. Andrew, no, it's just the, the, the Christmas season's got me so jolly and holly. And I it's removed wanted... all the bass from my voice. Right, totally. All the all the timbre. Uh, <laughs> and I wanted you to tell us about a very wonderful seasonal thing that's happening. Mm. Uh, I think maybe I can't tell. Is this a charity? Uh, it's called Santa's Kids. Yeah, I think you know. I think you're right. I think that is a charity. Uh, that's that's one of the the newer ones. I mean, most of, most charities that you've heard of, they've been around for years. They've got a lot of uh, they got a lot of clout. There's not a lot of love or money being thrown to sort of new upstart charities, and I think this one is deserving of everyone's attention. So, Santa's Kids are. Uh, well, they're not having a good time. Let's let's just say that uh, his he's he's sort of sown his seed uh, in chimneys all over the nation. One oh. could say, and oh, so these has... are chimney boys and chimney lads or chimney yes. lasses, I should say. <laughs> yes, chimney children. Uh, Santa's chimney children is a horrible phrase. I'm so sorry that I said that out loud. Uh, I mean, Santa's it's, it's truth. the world needs to know. Yeah, <laughs> what he does to chimneys has been a crime. It's. <laughs> It, it should be a crime in in our, our country at the very least. But he does, he has been he's been making it with a lot of chimneys, and as a result, we have uh, just a, a, a slew of very frightening and underappreciated chimney children uh, just roaming chimneys. the nation, half chimney, half Santa, and <laughs> oh no, and no one no one wants to let that into their house, and they certainly don't feel the Christmas spirit. Which is which is ironic because you'd think it runs in their blood, but they don't have blood because the other half of them is is chimney. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, uh, some some very kind hearted people have set up a charity for them. It's called Santa's Kids. Uh, they call them kids, you know, to sort of get more uh, more more sympathy for them because right, you know, we don't call them Santa's terrifying night monsters. Correct? Does nobody yes. any good? No, there's going to be no money coming in if we called it that. Uh, but but uh, it, it's it's kind of. Uh, to try and find really good uh, foster parents for these chimneys. Maybe maybe they're willing to sort of replace their current chimney with a half Santa half chimney, and uh, and see how that works out. You know, just sort of on a trial basis. And, sure, and they need sure. they need money to get this set up. And I think it's right. a really worthy a really worthy cause. I agree. And I bet you're probably asking, are we on the board for this charity? Absolutely. And are we scamming off the top? A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And when he says a hundred percent, that is the amount which we are skimming. Uh huh. Ooh, did I say that out? Ooh, that should probably. Damn, I probably. Yeah, shouldn't. we'll cut it. We'll cut okay. it. I just wanted to gloat. Um, yeah, we'll, we- <laughs> to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but but seriously, for the sake of Santa's unwanted children, please donate to Santa's kids. Yeah, support your local brick and mortar chimney kids. <laughs> So, 
everybody, for the second half of our show, we thought we would uh, have a bit of a retrospective on the year. We we mentioned that in the, in the intro. Yeah. Uh, briefly kind of go, I guess, go over our arcs, go over our specials, um, maybe talk about moments, talk about whether the the arc worked as an arc. I, I think it's going to be kind of free form in terms of what we mentioned per special, per arc, per whatever. And... Um, I don't know, maybe just try to have a larger scale conversation about the show than we've been having in in previous episodes. Yeah, this is this is that moment where, you know, the hosts kind of they take their microphones and they walk a little closer to the studio audience and then they sit down, you know, they sit down like maybe backwards on the chair, you know. Like they flip the chair around backwards and we sit down on it. Oh, like, hey, yeah. We talked to a troubled youth. We're going to have a rap <laughs> session. Yeah, let's have a rap session. Let's just like kind of break down uh, the years of our lives. I think I think like I was, you know, before this episode, we were looking back. We were like, oh, let's do a look back at what we did in 2020. It's been a really good year. We had a yeah. lot of really good stuff that we were up to. In, yeah, in podcast metrics. Yes. Uh, not like viewership metrics, but like as far <laughs> as our, the work that we've put out and the shows that we've watched, it has been a good year. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, as opposed to real life. <laughs> I, well, find right, odd, right. I find it odd to sort of weirdly kind of put our listeners who are here on blast for not being more people. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you be two people instead of be, one people? Be, be a lot of people, couldn't you? <laughs> we also have a Patreon, uh, which yeah. is cool too, and a Discord. Yes, yes, yeah, those are both those are both places. Yeah, I think so. We started off pretty strong with Poke Clones, uh, which is still one of my favorite arcs. I we think. had a lot of fun with that one. We got a lot of really weird shit that we have always aspired to break into our into our arcs, and they <laughs> don't always. Not that. We always want weird shit, and it's just not always there with the way we frame the arc, you know? And we, right? Uh, yeah, and Polyclone's got a lot of weird shit. Uh huh. And if we're gonna do a special, we kind of have to pick of similar stuff. Like, we're not gonna do like a monster, like a dinosaur king special, no, and then, you know, like a, a <coughs> right a card capture special or whatever. Shows, you know, like, yeah, shows that are too bland to get their own. Yeah, week. there's no world in which we were gonna spend more time than we did already talking about dinosaur whatever i already forgot the name of the fucking show <laughs> dinosaur king <laughs> dinosaur king even Yu-Gi-Oh! we probably were never gonna do without no. framing it in a, in a position you, where it you guys would never have let me do <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no that was i really enjoy we're on our second year of doing these like mini arcs and i do mm-hmm. love sometimes the constraints that force us to <laughs> kind of get weird at times yeah. to sort of fit to fit this format and uh, speaking uh, of the constraints not working very well (laughs) our second arc was these sort of greek myth uh themed (laughs) shows and it was a disaster (laughs) yeah yeah it was i think as far as the show content i think we still had fun I hope uh, the pod listeners got were able to wring a little blood from that stone uh absolutely yeah i mean a lot of the content was a big nothing burger, but we, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we have some of our best discussions trying to. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, trying Ulysses, to, to handle that. Ulysses was really fun to talk about. It was atrociously yeah. bad in a way. And I had watched a few clips, and you know, uh, the theme song. I didn't get the vibe. It was nearly as bad as it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I bet I bet I could put a few clips of my life together and make you think I was a pretty well put together person. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I could show you sure. a, a manicured Instagram version of myself. You're like, I could be that guy. Yeah, I could totally yeah. be that guy. But no, I think what was what's tough about our show, and I think normally we are lucky, or at least we we have a we've got a discerning enough eye well, to we're kind of prejudge. Makers. We are tastemakers. We're we're real mm-hmm. influencers now in the yeah. world of <laughs> But but sometimes, you know, sometimes the the dice are going to come out the bad way and you listen. No, it's true. If you're yeah. if you're kind of a if you're a if you're a, a bit of a, you know, you're an aficionado in in the thing you like, it's it is it gets to a point where it's pretty hard to accidentally see a real stinker. Uh-huh. You can do it on purpose and uh and we regularly you can, do yeah, you regularly do, and every once in a but just yeah, every once in a while, you got things that looked like bees that were absolute D's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, because what we look for is not like 
good or bad or, or we don't avoid bad content. I mean, bad content is bland content, you know? Yeah, yeah that's like, the thing. There, there's a middle ground. There's a there's a bell curve where bad can live that is not bad enough to be interesting pod content. Yeah, it's like it's the exact reason why we've we've talked about and then continually uh, regularly shied away from ever watching Dogtanian and the Muska Hounds for the show <laughs> because it looks like sleeper garbage that has nothing to talk about as opposed sure. to stuff that's garbage with stuff to talk about. Right. Uh, um, like, like March Madness. Oh full boy. Of are we going to, are we going to try and have these nice, these nice oh, transitions yeah, we're gonna every do, We're going to do transitions. <laughs> we're going to do, we're going to do five paragraph style, fifth grade, fifth grade essay <laughs> yes. transitions. Yeah. <laughs> but well, no, we, we had Dave, we had Dave Rapocho come on and, and help us start our March Madness episode, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah. And these were mostly all fun. I if yeah, I remember correctly, I really like these shows. There, there were some we tried to go back to. Oh, it was it was only the one. It was Hulkamania only, ran wild. And, it was only uh, Mania that the second one wasn't nearly as good as the first. Yeah, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. It uh, uh, nothing nothing kind of came close to to that first episode where Hulksters and horses don't mix. <laughs> Yeah, but but like Ice Shield was really fun. I uh, yeah, Speed Racer yeah. was fun. Uh, you know, uh, Pro, <laughs> Pro Stars. Stars. Oh my S- god, Pro Stars was surprisingly anti-Semitic. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, no, it was it was all a lot of a lot of fun. I really, I really enjoyed getting to do that one. It felt kind of different than what we've normally done with our show. Yeah, as yeah, well. especially having to talk about sports. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But the other the other thing that I thought was uh, fun about this year is that we spent quality time with one show as an arc in the arc format several times. Uh huh. Right. Um. Because the next, am I looking at this right? The next three arcs were all one show each. Right. So we we did yeah. Jackie Chan next, which I I don't know. It held up better than I thought it would when we when I you know from my childhood. I knew memories. it would be good. I wasn't. Sh- I I was on. Sh- I was not. I was on rocky ground for how much pod content it would have because. Mm-hmm. I thought it might be a, a solid B minus and kind of live in that upper bell curve area. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was my um, first no, time watching any of it. And totally. I was really impressed. Also impressed by how well we could very neatly spend a month and get the whole first season taken care of. Like pretty much. Yeah. yeah we only had to skip a few, skip a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's nice when we can do I, that. Before, before we switch and this is maybe inside baseball. I have been I've been playing around with I don't know a joke or a tweet or something that's like about how Donald Trump's lucky he after after he's uh after his president's over presidency is over he doesn't get turned into a statue and split into eight talismans <laughs> or 12 talismans <laughs> Yeah God Yeah uh, <laughs> uh we we also got to talk to Jeff Klein uh yes the creator yeah. of the show um, Yeah and that was, that was really a lot fun. of fun. Yeah, we had we had two two interviews this year, which is un- unexpected, given that you know it's always it's always fun to hear about how stars have been poisoned by celebrity, as Jackie Chan has unfortunately <laughs> sort of slipped into into a Garth Brooks. This is just he's just been famous for too fucking long, and he's <laughs> kind of getting goofy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I love getting these insights on not just how the sausage gets made, but, like, why the sausage gets made. And, like, the... Yeah, well, and I don't know, (laughs) I don't know how much of it is just, like, the way that people who are obviously going to show up for an interview and talk to three randos, like, how they couch things and how they're wanting to talk to us. But, like, in the three interviews that we've done, I've kind of been struck by... Just a reminder that that like no one really working on cartoons wants their stuff to suck. And in fact, most of them probably really enjoy their small corner of what they got to do. Well, and that's mm-hmm. the fun thing, too. And especially when we talk to when we talk to uh, Kevin it is and it's the thing I've always known. But it, it was fun to sort of have it voiced and, and have a conversation about it as like not only do you want your thing to be good, but as an animator specifically, you may have specific art reasons you want to work on a project that have nothing yeah. to do with the script or yeah. the actors involved. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's just, it's a nice reminder. You know, we, we live in this podcast as pretty much exclusively as viewers. Right. 
and we're sort of yeah, we're not critics, right? I mean, like we critique the stuff that we watch, but we also well, but we don't usually come down very hard on the on things like the art, you know. And, it, right. and for the most part, it's always pretty good. Mostly, what we're what we're dogging is writing and occasional uh, acting choices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but you know, it's easy to it's easy to kind of like, oh, how could this happen? Why would you make something like this from that perspective, as opposed to like, you know. I'm not like the toy company mandating I may get a show based on my shitty toy. I'm the guy they hired. And so I got to find a way to like it, you know? Right. And it's 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 a cool, I don't know. It's I don't know. I just, I just thought I thought yeah. it was nice. It's nice to get those perspectives again in there. So, so we came back to our old friend Sailor Moon. Yeah, we go every year we need more Sailor Moon. It has been a it's been a mainstay of the SMT. Yeah. Uh, uh Pantheon uh, those who have been with us from the beginning have all been huge Sailor Moon stands, and I mm. am an absolute convert. I mean, not that I—I I never rejected the show because I never gave it a shot as a kid. I and totally. not even, not even intentionally. I don't. It was never like it was on, and I was like, "Fuck this show! I'm gonna go run around the block for the <laughs> sure." Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I just—I missed it, and I didn't give it. I I'd rather it exercise. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. a show I totally missed, and I don't, I don't think it was intentional, but there, there was no intention to make time for it, and that's mm-hmm. too bad. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, too it's bad. always good. It's always good. So it's, it's a forever we'll, food. Yeah. Look forward to more Sailor Moon in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'll, I promise <laughs> we can almost certainly always make every year. Um, <laughs> I think so. And then we also did Hey Arnold, uh, which was a lot of fun. It was nice to sort of Andy have you bear your full heart. Yeah, yeah, we got last season. We had Rory do it uh, with with bringing in King of the and, Hill for us, and that's also in 2021. I'm gonna say it here. I'll say it now. I'll say it proud. Yep. Look forward yeah. to more King of the Hill. Yeah, we're going back. We're going back to Arlen, Texas. Yeah, we're definitely gonna go back to Arlen. Uh, but you know, I, I I felt bad, Rory. You know, we started the show bearing our heart. Well, Rory and I did, and <laughs> uh, you know, at the okay. very beginning of the show, and we, you know. And Rory did it again, and I wanted to make sure I did it, and and then yeah. and Austin as well. And so uh, I had us watch Hey Arnold, and and Austin had us watch Samurai Jack, his sort of one of his deep inside his soul shows. Yeah, although before that, we we spent the whole summer with cats, uh, with, <laughs> with all these different cat shows, which I think was another one of my favorite arcs. It was uh, so yeah. much fun. Yes, that was maybe maybe the peak of the year. Uh, next to Poke Clones was probably Summer of Cats. Uh, just the the span of content we got. Um, the worst show that we've ever watched, I think. Yes. In yes. There. Slacker Cats was so abysmal. And, uh, it haunts me uh, still. Cultural Cat Nuka Nuka, which was <laughs> kind of rad. I could I could see watching at least one more episode of it. And just to see uh-huh, if, just it, to get if, if we watched an it. anomaly or if it. It maintains its weirdness and its its plucky yeah. charm and its weird sexualization with their daughter robot sister. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Where if both, only there was the a way for us to really, like... Put the dad and the son want to fuck their, rob- their mom-daughter sister. Oh, <sighs> so awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, then we then, after Samurai Jack, we hit up Space Teens... Uh, the space uh, teens, space the, the, teens, the surprise banger of Galaxy High. That that's uh-huh. my, that's that's been my biggest like like thank goodness of the year. I was like, I, yeah, I have it my was eye the on Cadillacs that. of dinosaurs of this year. It was a show yeah. we did not. It was the it, you know, like I said at the beginning, we're usually pretty good. Not necessarily, you know, we love dirt, we love deep trash. Mm-hmm. So. And we love great, and we also love great cartoons. We're we're easy to please in the cartoon space, but it is an absolute joy when a show we thought was deep trash is significantly better. <laughs> good, actually. yeah, is good actually. Yes, and Galaxy High is is actually kind of good. Yeah, and then Beverly Hills Teens and Maxie's World, you know, off to the to the incinerator with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bye Beverly Hills Teens, bye Maxie's World. Uh oh, sorry. I shouldn't say that so loud. The DVD copy of Maxie's World will hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did spend real money on. Um, we uh we getting close to the end of the year. We did Marvel anime. Yeah. Uh, which which kind of goes the other way from Galaxy High. 
I know I didn't I didn't have great expectations, but I expected them to at least, you know, base expectation be kind of fun anime to watch. They were mostly all nothing burgers. Yeah. Mostly shit. Wolverine was dope. And I actually did kind of want to watch more Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Very sort of in the in the mediocre trenches. Yeah. Uh, although if, it is if, weird, I will say this. They are now on Netflix. If you're listening to this, <laughs> we we do a whole thing about them and then like a few weeks later, they show up on Netflix. They've yeah. all so Bezos you can go listening. watch them if you want. Yeah, Wolverine, you can totally definitely. watch them. It's it's funny because like you know, in in a normal non twenty twenty year, I have the presence of mind to carve out space in my in my life every quarter to check out a bunch of new anime from the new anime season live uh, as they're coming out. And if in a in a in that kind of way if i had like the only amount of these marvel anime that i would have watched would have been that first episode maybe partway through those first episodes i would have been like yeah we're not following this one this season and dumped it and and that's just so upsetting and surprising so yeah yeah uh Uh, final arc was our advent calendar yeah welcome to december yeah yeah i also really enjoyed shit in a a way similar to this current conversation we were revisiting things (laughs) from our past yeah uh it was it was really nice, uh, and and actually today is a continuation of that because we haven't watched on this podcast the 2017 Ducktales since 2017 when it came out, like yeah, our very yeah. first like half year of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so yeah, it's it's nice to come back to shows with fresh minds, you know, either whether it be six months later or three years later, sort of just like was my initial impression correct? <laughs> is the did the show get better? Did, did we just pick a bad episode? Like. Yeah, it's it, it was fun. I especially really liked getting to have another look at Samurai Pizza Cats. <laughs> mm, God, yes. Yes, and Spider-Woman, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still crazy after all these years, as Paul Simon would say. Ah, so I don't know, guys. Anything else we watched this year that bears bears some mentioning? Yeah, I think yes. we got to we got we got to pour out an entire fifth oh. onto the curb for Council of Dads. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> we do. Oh, poor Council of Dads. I my one of the high points of our show for me, in terms of just trash content that was so delicious, that was such a poutine of 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 unfortunate ingredients, was Visionaries. I knew you were going to say Visionaries. <laughs> me too. The, the, yeah. the entire seven minute section where. Merlin lists every hero and villain and their powers. <laughs> I cannot believe that aired. I cannot yeah. believe it aired. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, god. 100%. Yeah, no. Visionaries, yeah, was our first special. Knights um, of the Magical Light. <laughs> so dumb. It's so dumb. I just want to list off really quick all the specials we did. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say all of the heroes and villains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The no, next no, seven so, minutes will be the... <laughs> Yes. So uh, we had Visionaries, Daria, DuckTales. Uh, that was the original, the 87 DuckTales. Uh, Council of Dads. We had Dungeons and Dragons, the show. We had uh, Jim, Clone High, Pole Position, Laser Tag Academy, Tiger Sharks, Teen Wolf. Uh, and then I guess the, you the know, the launch of your other podcast uh, uh, and our Kevin Altieri interview as well. But, yeah. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of really good stuff. I mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys feel. I would be down to go back to Gem at some point after enough time mm-hmm. has, has elapsed. Gem was really good. Out of Gem out was of, good. Yeah, like in a in a way that pole position definitely doesn't need to be seen again. I feel like Gem no. has some other weird depths to plumb. Yes, definitely. Probably especially with only the songs the two and all. The, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was a good fucking year. And and if you were subscribed to our Patreon, you got a little bit extra content, not too much craziness, but and like some Daria other fun was stuff. great, obviously. But that was one that it it didn't quite meet the mold of our show, our typical show, except we'd already kind of flexed into King of the Hill. And uh, mm-hmm. it's great. I mean, it's a great show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daria, Daria, we did as a special as sort of like a we don't know what the fuck to do because we thought the Greek arc was going to last three weeks. <laughs> That's right. I had forgotten that it was sort of uh, pulled out of our ass because we can't watch another episode of Ulysses. <laughs> Ulysses. <No. laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Andy, tell us about our Patreon content. Yeah. Uh, just as a reminder, you'll get more about this next month. But but we we do have several things that were uh, sort, of, sort of maybe companion content, I guess, that we made this year for Patreon. 
Uh, we got to watch a, a, a weird anime called Azur Lane. We watched a really cool God, show. That was so much fun. Azur Lane <laughs> is such a is such a nightmare fever dream. It's it's everything bad about everything you think about people who watch anime. Yeah, and and yeah. at the same time, and then you find out it's, it's real. It's real, and its complete willingness to take itself seriously is so uh, unsettlingly endearing. It's yeah. true, all of it. <laughs> part-time and the women turn into boats and the boats yeah. are sexy and the women are sexy and both are sexy <laughs> and sometimes the women are uh, significantly underage and it's gross it's so gross and it is uh it's a but the show was made and we didn't we didn't pay for it we didn't nope. also, we didn't make the also, show the evil sisters kiss each other um, <laughs> the evil yeah, sisters kiss each other it's all in there boy everything <laughs> that should be illegal is is basically in uh, yeah in uh, Azure Lane we we watched Duncan Trussell's animated podcast that fever dream called The Midnight Gospel. It's also a little bit of a fever dream. Yeah, and I love it. Uh, did you guys yeah. watch any more of it besides the no, two for I watched show? a couple it's, more episodes. Yeah. It's fun. It's good. It's yeah, it's bonkers. I really I really enjoyed it. It was something Netflix keeps reminding me to keep watching it. So at some point I'm definitely gonna um and then the other main thing uh, as far as like show content that we that we did for Patreon was Alf the animated series. We right. we we choked that one down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh but but other than that we we have some uh, we had did some other stuff we did more council of dads content for patreon which was very yes, good did. including a real sad goodbye when it was canceled uh, <laughs> a sad goodbye to toyota <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah to the toyota thon uh every we... year it's the same <laughs> and i think i'll be over it but i just need you back toyota thon <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we recorded Rory getting sorted into his Hogwarts house. That's true. Uh, our video content, a rare fun... rare arrival of video content. Yeah. Uh, no, it was it was a really fun it was a really fun year making stuff. We have other things planned. We're going to keep making some some exciting sort of companion content for the Patreon uh, and, mm-hmm. and a little bit extra now that we have also the Infinite Backlog because we started a new podcast this year. So it's just a big it was a big damn year, and I'm really I'm really pleased with how everything turned out. Uh, yeah, one of the only good things about 2020 for me. So uh, I hope I hope that again that it was like that for you as well. Yeah, Christmas likewise. Is the time for friends and family to gather round the fire, and when Christmas past is home at last, the bells will. Finally ring on Duckburg Christmas. Uh so you know, we, we we've wrapped it up. Christmas is, is in the rearview mirror now, but uh <laughs> You're saying, we've wrapped it up, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've wrapped up Christmas. Uh and y'all, uh it's been a great year. We've talked about the year. Um mm-hmm. and uh and how about uh how about that DuckTales episode, boys? The one that, that I, I picked that, you know, yeah. is a little dear to my heart, so maybe it's a little hard to hear criticism about it. But no, uh, <laughs> and I, I didn't want to sound overly critical of it. I wanted to be honest because yeah. I felt like there was a lot of fat that was not shaved off of it. the The part that I think was great was really great. It was a I I really loved half of it much more than I was a little annoyed with the ten minutes. Sure. Totally, totally, was, sure. Yeah, yeah, it just it really it really did strike me as an episode that like maybe l- late in the game they figured out what they wanted to do with it and then after the fact realized it was too much for a 24 minute total runtime including intro and outro but made mm-hmm. it anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. like and it, I I see a constant struggle with the show of of between finding sort of quick quippy quip quippy jokes and actually like plumbing these this sort of deeper heart and the sort of more emotional truth mm-hmm. um and it's sort of you know it is kind of a a, a struggle with the show and, and, a, and a battle of like needing disney catchphrases and also <laughs> like delivering really good storytelling well, and, and and also circling legacy incredibly brand central content like yes this is deep disney stuff and i'm sure there's a lot of people looking over shoulders you know what i mean uh-huh. yeah like up, totally. up and up in walt's chambers you know Whoever's whoever's keeping Donald his Duck smoke cigarettes. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoever yeah. is keeping D- Walt's head alive in a jar uh, is <laughs> is sort of like reading the reading the the little bubbles that he squirts out into the water in, in, in and his going, Futurama jar. He does not like this. He does not like this Ducktales joke. Please cut it. <laughs> the Medusa, the Medusa to Walt to Walt's uh, black bolt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and really the reason that I picked this episode was I mean as we tell we got a lot of discussion out of it. Um, you know, it is a one of the rare, I think, kids Christmas special episodes that actually feels special, like really feels like they. Yeah, put it's not hammy and like it. you don't learn you don't learn to appreciate the real Santa Claus is definitely real. You know, it, it's, right. It doesn't it, it does. It does sort of canonically reinforce Santa is real, but in a much more entertaining yeah. way and, and way less screen time. We don't have some character who walks off into the into the smoke at the end of an episode. Was that him? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and he's it's not only like Santa's real and it's funny. It's like Santa's real. And if we had only had another minute of runtime and no one had interrupted him, Scrooge was about to give a 10 minute screed about how much he hates him. <laughs> and that's funny to me. Like, yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. And also the like the the beginning and the ending, we have these like special songs written just for the like intro and outro. And the outro cards are really like, yeah, they're pretty nice. They're They're pretty. They're like engraving that old like 1800s engraving style. Yeah. uh, That feels very like harkens back to some of the old Mickey's Christmas specials and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, yeah, all in all, really a lot of craft that went into the episode that, that really like, you can't not notice it when you're like going through the series, like, holy shit, they really, yeah. they no, brought, it, they uh, I mentioned, I mentioned a, a, at the beginning that it, it sort of invokes over the garden wall to me, not only being in, in tone and, and the art has that same kind of like parchment, but I think more importantly, it gets to end credits and uh, you kind of feel dirty stopping it. You're like, yeah. I got to yes. watch this whole thing because somebody made this and it's art. And yeah, I, I feel like so it would be so unprofessional or like discourteous to, <laughs> uh-huh. to stop it. <laughs> well, yeah, I think television movies, especially big tentpole, like especially like the, uh, you know, kids movies and like Marvel movies and other big absurd movies. They always play with their end credits. They have, at least for a part of their end credits, they have a lot of fun with it. They make something out of it. I feel like television, on the whole, has ignored their end credits. Maybe because they know it'll end up on Netflix and they'll get shrunk into a tiny screen. Well, the other thing is is that it, it's it's ad time and a lot of times yeah. it gets shrunk into a even if they even if you like they'll it'll get shrunk into a part of the screen and they'll start doing some other shit. Right. Uh, and so it's it's, it's nice it's nice to see someone play with their credits. I feel like the only other show I can think of that does interesting shit with their credits right now is Mandalorian because they've got all that really good uh, all, all the like the concept, the concept art. art yeah they've got the great art and like the music is good and so I never skip the end credits on it on Mandalorian even though I know there's not a next time on coming like it's great so I yeah. I, I also loved getting Do-do. to see them play with it so yeah so yeah um uh, all around good stuff uh we are just Really excited to go into next year, and we've got some really cool stuff ready yeah. for you. Uh, we're we're prepping to do a, a big Patreon overhaul, so like we're gonna we're gonna go into next year, kind of putting a little more emphasis at the start of the year on on Patreon, um, yes. which you should definitely check out. So yeah, look everybody, happy holidays! Mm-hmm. Um, y- if you're listening to this, you've survived 2020, um, but I don't think any of us are unscathed by it. Uh, no. It's been it's been a real piece of shit, but uh, <laughs> it's been some small joy to do it with all of you. Yeah. Uh, oh so. man, I hard agree. Thanks for coming along with us. We love you. Bye. Yeah, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.